Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. I'm Richard Cracknell, and very, not very happy Richard Cracknell, I hasten to add. And uh, I'm sure uh, you're the same at home in listener land. Um, shocking. Nothing but shocking today. But joining me to try and make sense of all the madness that's gone on. First up, we have via the Daily Hotspur, Jamie B, Jamie, evening to you. Yeah, good evening. Um, yeah, really, really disappointing performance today. I mean, look, Liverpool was obviously a really crushing defeat. I think that was a different kind of uh, disappointment, though, because we came away, we produced a really good performance and we had the results snatched away from us at the last minute. So that was that was gutting. But today is a different feeling. It's kind of like, you know, we really didn't contribute at all to that game and the performance and the kind of the response that we were hoping for was very disappointing. But... You know, we'll obviously get stuck into why we kind of thought it wasn't as good as we hoped today. So, yeah, very, very disappointed, though. Yes, well said. Uh, next up, via Lily White Rose, the one and only joining us again, Mr. John Wenham. John, evening. Hello, Rich. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real body blow today, if I'm being honest with you. I'd really sort of built my expectations up this season, and I think rightly so. We put in some superb performances. But unfortunately, it's results like today that really devalue the hard work that's gone on before. You know, only about six months ago, we played Leicester at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Project Restart, thumped them 3-0. I know they had a few injuries, but the game plan and the style of the two teams is actually very similar. It's both sit back, soak up pressure and counter-attack with great pace. We did it so well when we played them previously. And today we offered absolutely nothing positive to that game. We're talking about it now. It's 10 past seven. And by 10 past eight, when we finish recording, I will have forgotten all about this game. This is my last 
input on it. It really is the last word on Spurs, the last word on the Spurs game. You know, it's um, it was just really, really disappointing. And as I said, it, it sort of, I, I don't want to say this, but it, it sort of confirms to me that the, the dream of the big one may not be happening. You know, it's um, a mixture of us drawing at Crystal Palace, Liverpool thumping seven past them, us losing at Liverpool and then us losing today. You know, it's been a real crappy week to be a Tottenham fan, actually, after we've been on so many positives this season. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. But it's, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a positive one tonight. No, no, it's going to be it's going to be far from pretty, I think. But hey, listen, it's a bit of group therapy and finishing off the guest list this evening. He's normally driving that train, throwing out the blue book. But oh, I get the feeling he might be in the sidings tonight. Rail replacement bus service at Mr. Lee McQueen. Well, we've seen we've seen a rail replacement service, haven't we? Replacement service out already this season, and it's definitely out again. Um, I've been foraging around and uh, trying to find some coal, find anything, throw wood into the fire, get that steam train rolling again. The old crazy train, but it is definitely grounded to a halt tonight. And yeah, that's that's the mood. Uh, you know, I, I can I can sit here and put gloss on something that is is not glossable, so it's, it's completely pointless. I think that's the worst game that we've played in the Premier League since Everton. Um, and I don't know what it was. Were we knackered? We'll get into it, I'm sure. Was we? Was it with the fact that we've got five games in 10 days? Was it mental fatigue? Because it was so difficult against Liverpool and to come away with nothing was tough. I don't know. But what I do know is the big boys are stepping up now. You've got Manchester United that have just banged six past Leeds. You've, you know, wiped out their goal difference. Liverpool smashed Palace 7-0, as John just said. And, and we, we couldn't even get a, 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 a you know, we, we only got one point out of that game uh, ourselves. The big boys are stepping up. Man City got a game in hand. They go above us. So it is a bit doom and gloom. But it's the reality. And it's how we come back from these situations. I really, really thought we were going to see a reaction today. Um, and we didn't get one at all. You know, at one point, we had five or six attacking players on the, on the pitch. Nothing. Absolutely woeful. And the blue book is woeful as well. I'll tell you what. I might put the blue book in the fire for the, for the crazy train. Let's see what happens there. Um, oh, but what man, I would say, what I, I know what I would say, right, is Everton, um, they've lost a couple of games, they were top of the league for a while, they lost a couple of games. Now, all of a sudden, they're back up there, so it can actually be done. They're back into the top four in terms spaces. You know, it's not all doom and gloom in a sense of like our season's over, but when you look at Liverpool and what they've just done to us and to Crystal Palace, and now there's six points clear of us, total challenge is over. Don't you worry about that, even if there was ever one. But we've got an opportunity to regroup and we've got to go again and I tell you it's massive now massive against Stoke it's a cold it's a windy dirty night in Stoke and we've got to go and perform and there's no doubt about it just to come in there Lee on a point you made um looking at the fixtures now this was the run of really difficult fixtures we had after that last international break you know we had uh, Manchester City Arsenal Liverpool um, Crystal Palace, Leicester. So we've had a real uh, Chelsea away. We've had a real string of tough games. The easier fixtures are to come. That's what I'll say. I don't want to be all doom and gloom. We've still got to play Leeds twice, Fulham twice, Sheffield United twice, right? 18 points, no doubts about it for me. We've got to get the wins in those games. We've played a lot of the harder fixtures and we're still there or thereabouts, you know? So let's, I think the title charge is probably gone now, but we are still in with a good shout of a hugely successful season and we'll come on to a poll you ran later, Crackers, 
um, because I think that's a really interesting discussion to have with you guys. Yeah, and again, just just to know, and, and you're right, and maybe look, the title for me, the title challenge or the title this year is wide open, and it still is. But we we was in the control of that situation. I, you know, uh, Crackers done a cracking poll. See what I did there, Crackers. But, you know, I ran a poll the other week, didn't I? Uh, over 8,500 uh, uh, votes on that. And that was about, will we become top of the league again? And, you know, now you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, you've got, you've got to overhaul six points in Liverpool. You know, so look, maybe there's twists and turns. Last one, I'll quickly just say on, on, the, on, that, on that intro bit about tonight is, it really reminded me of a Sheffield United game uh, in Project Restart where we absolutely got battered. It ended up being 3-1, didn't it? We went 3-0 down. Craig Kane got a late late goal. Um, and no one could put their finger on what that was all about. And, and it just reminded me of that. And that's that mentality piece like Jamie picked up on at the beginning as well. It's like, we say, no, it's changing. It's changing. Well, is it? Is it crackers? Is it listeners? Because it didn't look like it to me. And I tell you what, I need to go and get into these players and go and get into what's going on. Is it because what all, all of them are in tier four and they're missing Christmas? Well, so, so with Leicester, you know what I mean? Like, something went right tonight, and that is just, it's unacceptable. We've got to get a reaction against Stoke, surely, boys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, we have. Um, just before we do get into the uh, the bones of all this, I just wanted to say a massive thank you once again to everybody that listens to the show that sent their questions in when the tweet went out. Uh, hundreds, literally hundreds. So, of course, we can't get through them all. We've grouped together people that have asked a similar thing and we'll try and name check you, but we do really, really appreciate everybody's feedback. Uh, but if we don't read you out, please don't think we're ignoring you. We just, we just hand picking some, it's like a, like the lottery. So, uh, but, but thank you. That's, that, that's what I'm trying to say there. So overall, I'll start with you, Jamie. For me, I think this might be, uh, and as we touched on just before we went to our, a hangover from the absolute body blow of the of the Liverpool game. I, I think that's where this has come from. I think it's really deflated them and they couldn't get past it. I don't know if you see it the same. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, that, that game against Liverpool was really crushing. As I said, it was kind of a different blow because of the fact that we came so close to kind of executing the plan perfectly at Anfield. Um, we just had it snatched away. And, and for us as supporters, you know, I'm sure we all felt exactly the same. It was a really, really crushing blow for all of us. So, you know, for the players, I think that, that took a lot out of them mentally to kind of come back from that. Um, I think as well, you know, the number of big performances that we've had to put in over recent weeks. You know, we played Chelsea, Man City, um, uh, Chelsea, we've had to put in a lot of big performances and you see kind of the way they come off these games. They put a lot into those games. So, you know, maybe there is a case of fatigue, mental fatigue. And, and today it certainly showed, you know, um, but I think when you're going for the big prizes, I don't think you can afford to do that. You can't afford to kind of have a blip, um, have a big blip like we've had, you know, let's face it, to pick up one point from the last nine available just is not good enough for a team that's wanting to do big things this season. So, you know, um, as we as John said, I think it was a really good point. You know, we are still up there. We have faced a lot of the big teams, so we can remain positive in the fact that we're, we're certainly not out of anything yet. Um, but yeah, obviously disappointing to kind of see the way that we responded to, to having uh, things go against us. Um, so, yeah, that was obviously disappointing to see the response today. John, just to come back to the point you made about these bigger games now being out of the way, um, without Lee's stat book, 
sometimes I find that Spurs do actually do well in those games generally and then slip up in these minor games. So if we've got to be really mindful of, of that, but we don't continue that trait of slipping up because these are the games we now need to come back in, aren't they? Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Leicester with, with the Leicester sides. You know, Leicester have proved over the last four, five, six seasons they are, you know, just the lesser of the top six, basically. The worst of the, of the you know, I mean, just outside the top six in terms of quality, they often get fantastic results. This season alone, they've been to Man City and beat them 5-2. They've been to Arsenal and beaten them and say they've beaten us. Um, so they're obviously a very good side, Leicester. They have some funny results at home. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we just really need to now make, you know, our form actually in previous years over this Christmas period and January, we've yielded a lot of wins and a lot of points, you know. Those quick concession of games at home, we seem to just turn out three points, you know. So we need to do that again this time round. But now, I think next uh, next Wednesday's game at Stoke is absolutely huge. I thought that beforehand, but maybe the confirmation of where we're going to lie in the league now just makes me think next Thursday or next Wednesday is absolutely massive for the club, you know, to, to, to really progress far. A win at Stoke would put us just two games or one game actually from the final and two games from potentially winning the uh, Carabao Cup. Something we really need to do. Yeah, that's something that Mourinho always seems to in his blueprint target the, uh, the, the League Cup. So, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later and looking forward to that. Uh, Lee, coming to you. I'm going to try and get in as many of these questions as, as uh, possible. I'll start with this one. At Lily White Life asks, uh, just a bad day at the office of signs of bigger problems. Yeah, I think, I think there, is a, there is a sign there because of, there was no reaction. I think there was a sign of not bigger problems. Let's not overreact. Um, but but there was a sign there of actually we're not as mentally strong or or of changed as much. We've always said on the show changing, but maybe we need to you know we're only twenty percent changed rather than maybe we thought we were fifty but sixty percent changed um, in our mentality. Um, look, it was a body blow, and I totally agree with Jamie and what you guys have said already with Liverpool. But get over it. You know, like us fans, I'm low, mate. I'll be honest with you, I was low. I was low after the Liverpool game. Like as a fan, I'm a fan. Like that's the that's the point of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not a, I'm not the guys going out and doing the business. It just felt like to me today, it's not. It, I don't think that they didn't have the right attitude tonight. That's why I'm not having a proper pop at them. I, it just felt like they were knackered. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like they were knackered and they were mentally tired. And you know, so so maybe there was a, a longer problem there, the, the rotation thing. Um, the mini league, just going back to that, you know, 18 points on, on, on offer in them last six games, that little mini league that we created a few a few uh, pods ago. We got eight points out of that lot. It's just not good enough. You know, you can't lose at home to Leicester after losing away to Liverpool. You can't do it. If you're going to want to go after, like, like we've just said, the big prizes, you can't do it. And actually, you think about it, Man City. We played Man City at a time when they've, they've been struggling so far. They're going to be all right. But they've been struggling, we, and, we, and we played them at a time when they were struggling. Like, no disrespect. Well, it's a little bit of disrespect because it's Arsenal. But they're woeful. I mean, Arsenal are woeful. We, we beat them 2-0, but they're woeful. Like They're in a bottom five. So, you know, they could be classed as a lesser team this year. You know, do you see what I mean? Like, this is that mini league. Chelsea, well, they're currently sitting eighth. So, yeah, good side, but they're currently sitting at the time they wasn't. So, they are tough games, don't get me wrong. And I would have taken a point at Stamford Bridge all day long and I'd rip your arm off for a point at Anfield. We didn't get the point at Anfield. 
And but today was a must-win game, and that's that's why it hurt. So I don't think there's you know there's not massive cracks, but there there was there was a definitely a sign there. I think Jose would have learned. Put it this way, I think Jose would have learned more today about his players than he has done in the in the previous six matches. That's that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you just spot on with that point. Staying with uh, Mourinho, coming to you, Jamie. And I mean, he's a man who's been there, done it, probably half wrote a book on mentality and getting players right. And obviously that doesn't seem to have worked today to, to lift them back out of that Liverpool mire that they seem to be in today, if that was the case. I mean, who knows? They might have had a big punch up in the dressing room a la Holland before the uh, before the England game. You, you just don't know. But if we're to presume it is a hangover from the Liverpool game, how comes he has not got them lifted to, today? Is this does he, do the players have to meet him halfway on this, or it's, it's a weird one? Yeah, look, I, I think as well, we've also got to remember he's only been here a year and you look at the kind of the culture at the club in terms of winning trophies, that just hasn't happened. You know, the last trophy won was 08 and then, of course, we won it, uh, you know, ages ago. Um, I can't even remember the, the other one before that. I don't think I was you were alive, born, so. Exactly, I wasn't even alive, so it was that long ago. But, you know, so there is a real problem and that's not something that's going to change in one year. And that there's there you have to have a bit of perspective you know, you look at how deep Liverpool are into their project under Klopp, six years or so. And it took them even like five years to kind of finally win that trophy. They won, they lost multiple uh, cup finals. So, you know, there is always going to take, it's always going to take much longer than just a year. So I think it's, it's look, we always, we know, we hope that Jose Mourinho is going to change that. But look, you know, a year in, it's, it's certainly going to need a bit more time than what's, that. Just to come in, if I can, if I can on that one, Crackers, with, with, you, with you, Jamie, the, the thing is, what's worrying is th- these are just Premier League games. Like, this is like a Europa League match against, like, you know, Antwerp or whatever. This isn't like a cup final where the pressure's on. This is just a Premier League match against Leicester City. You know, not being funny. We should be well up for that. We should, we've done this loads of times. I, t- I, I wheeled off the stats out of the blue book before the game, pre-match game. We hadn't lost to Leicester City for, like, in, five, in the last five games. You know, we, we, we had a really good record against them. I think one loss in five games or whatever it was. It was an informed team. They'd lost three, in the, uh, three out of the last five. We were unbeaten. You know, it's they've come, they've rolled us over. I mean, I'll tell you some of the stats, right? And this is what's very, very interesting. Um, shots on target, we had three, they had four. Shots total, we had eight, they had 17. We had more touches than them. We had more passes than them. We had more tackles than them. They had more clearances than us by a, by a margin, 12 different clearances uh, more. They conceded uh, um, less fouls. Um, and uh, the possession stats, we had 57, nearly 57%, 56% possession. They had 44% possession. We lost 2-0. Jose cannot n- not take any blame for this, right? We know for a fact how Leicester set up, right? They were a counter-attacking team. They're happy not to have the ball. So they've come to they've come to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and, they've, and, and he's let them have the ball in the first half and they've created... Nothing, they, not really. They just, you know, it was a nothing game. It was a 50-50 game. There was nothing really in it at all. A stupid mistake, an absolutely ridiculous foul, again, from one of our defenders that has given away a penalty that was just, like, just absolutely not needed whatsoever. And we've come and our heads are down again. So well, our heads have just been picked up from Liverpool going, bang, right on half time, our heads are down. Like, Jose needs to change it around. He knows how they're going to play. Why are we playing the way that we're playing? It's so rigid. 
But we've got all yeah. that attacking talent on the bench. We've got all of that. So why not change the game a bit more? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, a, a, you know, it's a shared responsibility with the players, the mentality, their, 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 their um, physicality. But it's also Jose. He's the master tactician, so tactically changed the game. And he didn't do that today, did he? Yeah. Lads? It was and the same against Palace, though, wasn't it? Really, kind of. We talked, and they kept on coming at us, and we never really seemed to change the way we were playing. We knew eventually that goal was going to come, but there just seems to be kind of a lack of a plan B at the moment, and even the subs coming off the bench. They just don't seem to be making the desired impact. So there, there definitely seems to be some sort of lack of plan B and an alternative way of doing things because that, that's something that's really letting us down at the moment. Uh, as ever, Jamie, you seem to have read my notes without actually seeing my notes. <laughs> it's uh, at Paul B316-2000, at Tottenham H1970, and many, many others that sent in a similar point. Once again, thank you, everyone that did. Quite simply made the point, do we have a plan B? John, I'll come to you. It just seems like it's the same every week, isn't it? Unless we go a goal up, then it's then it just doesn't seem to work. We go a goal down, there just doesn't seem to be this change, does there? It's this rigid, rigid style that he has I just uh, I want to see something different I don't know about you yeah look I, I understand that but personally I'm not going to criticise the style because I've lauded it so much when it's worked very well you know uh, it may be difficult for Jose he's seen this plan work so well up to a point we were top this time last week you know alright we're now fifth but it's all very tight up there and he's seen the system work so well so why change it I mean today's issue is a little bit different for me because I think we were very unlucky with the uh, injuries now, obviously, Endombele was hooked at half-time. We then lose the Celso on minute 46. Suddenly, our two creative players that started in the lineup are both gone. But this is where my blame comes on Jose for today. Have Deli Ali on the bench. You don't need multiple defenders on the bench for Leicester at home. Have Deli Ali on the bench. And at least in that scenario, or if we were you know, chasing one goal or whatever, you've got someone there. And I don't understand his omission today when he's been come off the bench in the last two games and looked quite promising. And it just felt to me a wasted opportunity that he wasn't there today and he could have made a, a t- tangible difference. The other option that I would have done today, obviously I'm not Jose, I've not won all the medals, so it's easy for me to sit here and say in hindsight, once we lost the Celso, I would have dropped Kane far deeper. Although he's our best goal scorer, I just feel like with Mora, Bale and Sun all on the pitch at once, have those three as your front three, maybe Bale in the middle because of his height and power, and then Kane as the number 10 and Kane playing in the balls to all three. We didn't seem to have that. We sort of had Kane and Sun up front together with Bale on the right-hand side and Lucas on the left, and just nothing's been created for them, you know? A couple of long punts forward by Aldevierald. Um, Dyer tries to do it, but he's not as good on the ball. Um, so we were quite limited today. And, and just on Serge, I'm not also going to come down on a ton of bricks of him. I've, I've recently, uh, well, basically over the last six months, I've been absolutely delighted with him. Uh, it was a, you know, a mistake to the old today, something we haven't seen from him for, for a long period of time. I hope it's just a one-off and he can get back to the, Superb levels he was at Anfield on Wednesday night when uh, he completely had Mane in his pockets. Um, but yeah, it was disappointing today. It was two sort of sloppy mistakes that led to the defeat. There was that penalty incident that was very unnecessary. And then also the Vardy's goal. You know, Sizoko not winning the header or winning the header and letting it bundle down onto Alderweireld. Alderweireld couldn't do anything about that. You know, he just hit him at pace and it goes in. Lloris was left flat-footed, couldn't stop it. Um, so it was disappointing that individual mistakes have cost us today. And then uh, another point we're surely going to discuss is the impact of Gareth Bale, but I'll let that uh, come in natural flow. 
Well, yeah, just, yeah. Sorry, crackers. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I'm just want to interact to, again with that because John makes a really good point about the, um, the losing themselves and Dumbello within basically a minute of each other. If you know what I mean, and that, that that's going to change the game plan for sure. Um, the Serge Aurier one's very very interesting because he was absolutely outstanding on Wednesday, and again, I think that's why he's mentally fatigued. Today, he couldn't, he was not at the same level today. And I don't know these red zones or uh, yellow zones or green zones, or whatever zones that they're in, you know, that they monitor. But his zone must have, be, must have been depleted after how we played against Liverpool on, uh, on Wednesday night. And, and it kind of showed. I'm not going to lambast the guy either, to be fair. I totally agree with you, John. But, but it was his mistake that, that directly attributed to a goal. Like it was it that was the fact today, and and I just don't think that mentally and physically he was up to a hundred percent zone. So then you got to look at the squad, and that's where you got to look at Jose. Well, why play him if if he wasn't? I mean, we don't know these answers. I am speculating, of course, but why play Serge Aurier if um you know he was, he was outstanding? So some people will say, well, how can you not play him? He was man of the match. You you gave man of the match the other day, lot because I did. I thought he was amazing. But actually, if he's got depleted um, uh, levels, you've got to, you've got to sw- swap him out and and, and actually, uh, you know, bring somebody else in or, or pl- play a different system to accommodate, you know, or, or whatever it might be. And we didn't do any of that, and that's what I'm saying. Jose is not off the hook for me. I think that could he could have done something different, and he he'd be kicking himself as much as anyone else. I think tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know before people think this is giving Aurier a, a, a kicking fest, it, it isn't because, like you say, Lee, he's been outstanding. And you know, against Mane, he was brilliant. I think Aurier was a microcosm of Spurs as a whole today. You know, and I think the trouble is if Hoiberg makes a bad tackle, Sissoko makes a bad tackle, or a bit of a brainless decision, they get away with a free kick around like the halfway area. When you're in Aurier's position, you're invariably going to be doing that in your own penalty area. So it's, you know, but nobody, absolutely nobody today shone out for me. And I think just given Aurier's position means that his mistake gets sort of punished by a goal, literally. It's almost like a goalkeeper. And again, that's that's why you know an own goal situation. You know, like if you're looking at the Leicester's, uh, you know, play today, they scored, a, they 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 won by a penalty and a, and an own goal. Now, now you look at the stats book. We've had more possession. All the stuff that I've just read read out. But every pundit around the land will tell you that Leicester deserved to win the game, right? That that's that's that, that's what they will say. But yet we had more passes, more tackles, more touches, more possession. And they got and look, they got more goals, right? At the, at the end of the day, and what I suppose what I'm trying to say is that you know they were clinical in where they were and 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 in their play because it was and it had an attacking attempt to it that allowed them to get into them position to 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 put the ball in the back of the net. But we didn't do that enough today. I think we had. I can remember. I know the stats book say we had three shots on target, but I can remember one, like one proper one. Do you know what I mean? And you know that's just not good enough at home. And I just think that that is because we're fatigued both mentally and physically fatigued. And therefore, have we got a good enough squad? You know, where, like John said, where was Delhi on the bench? You know, where was um, uh, Doherty? Is Doherty injured again? Like, it was, he, he didn't, if he was on the bench today, he didn't even come on, like for Aurea, Aurea was substituted. So, you know, where, where these changes that we're, we're making, why, you know, mm. I mean, I thought Hoiber has been absolutely outstanding this year. His worst game was against Everton, and and he was he wasn't brilliant tonight again because I think they're fatigued. I think they needed a rest. 
that's the thing as well. You look at Liverpool yesterday, they had Salah coming off the bench and, and that says it. They get, had an opportunity to go and rest him and, and that's where maybe, you know, today, Kane and Son, they were totally out of it. And is that a surprise? I don't think it is because they've played exactly. so much football and as Lee said, you know, Sergio Rea, three games in a row. I think that's the same for Kane and Son. That's just too much football for any player. Um, and I, I certainly think today we saw fatigue of Harry Kane and Jung Min Son. We know how important they have been for us, the number of goals they con contributed. So, you know, when they're not far in, it is very difficult for this team to kind of really produce anything. Um, so, you know, I, I, for me, it really did come down to fatigue. And, and that's the frustrating thing. You know, where are the players to step up for Harry Kane, to step up for Jung Min Son? There just doesn't seem to be anyone in that squad who you trust but Liverpool could go and do it yesterday. They didn't have to have Salah starting yesterday. And that, that's maybe the frustrating thing. Yes, you know, we have got a lot of options now, but in terms of the quality of options, we just don't seem well, to Jamie, have Well, Jamie, just, really. just on that. Now, Liverpool brought in Minamino yesterday. He opened the scoring after four minutes. But yet we don't trust to start Gareth Bale in games. And let's be honest about this. He came on today at half-time. It was like he wasn't there. You know, all right, he had a couple of runs. But the impact we're seeing from him, and I, I know we all love Gareth Bale and remember what he did before, the impact we're seeing from him in the games he's playing in the Europa League and the cameos in the Premier League, uh, you know, Bright, Brighton aside, uh, have been underwhelming. I think that's fair to say. I don't think that's coming down hard on him or, or anything like that. I just think he, he has been very underwhelming. He's on a huge salary packet. Um, and I do wonder if we, if this carries on as it is, whether we will extend that loan into the second year because we're just not seeing anything from him at the moment. So they came on and, and didn't offer anything, if I'm being honest. And I get people say we needed time to get up to speed, but he's had a lot of time actually uh, to be in the training ground, to work on things, to get up his fitness levels. And we're still not really seeing an end product or, or, or anything tangible. I don't know on that, to be honest. I'm not sure on the bow thing. I, I think that, you know, when, when you look at the facts, I think he's had the equivalent of like five and a half games, like total. That is not a lot of football in two years, you know, plus his injuries and stuff. But I, I, I do get, I agree with what you're saying. He offered nothing, like literally nothing today. He, you know, he'd done his brilliant free kick, you know, run up and whatever. And he just skied into Rose Z. Um, and he didn't offer anything coming short, playing like there was no balls. You know, everyone kind of looks at Kane to ping these wonderful balls. Again, our passing accuracy was amazing tonight, considering how bad it looked when I was watching the game. And we were like eighty percent passing accuracy tonight, and I thought that it was going to be in the low, uh, in the low sixties again. Yeah, but like you say, Bow didn't offer anything. You got Vinicius on the bench. You know, Daly's not even made the bench. I said it a couple of pods ago. I don't even get worried about the team now because Joso picks it, knows what he's doing. But today, it, it, it felt like because. I think today's performance was was really poor. I think we all agree with that. All the listeners must be agreeing with that, right? And and the only thing I can put it down to is is fatigue, both mentally and physically. And therefore, we should have changed it up, right? I know it's hindsight, but that's what we should have done. Lee, just on that. Now, obviously, next week, we've got the Stoke game. So people would say, oh, that's the one you change up and bring players in. But for me, we cannot afford to leave out Kane and Son for that game. It is such a vital game for us to actually win that. I and think suddenly, we have to. I, I mate, think we have to. Yeah, now. The, the, the last four draw, I'll remind listeners now, Man United are away at Everton, right? Tough game. Man City are away at Arsenal, so one of them are going out. Newcastle have got Brentford, and it's us away at Stoke. If we beat Stoke, we're in the last four. You know, it's a real, real chance for us to win some silverware in a competition Liverpool are not in. Chelsea are not in because we dumped them out. One of Arsenal and Man City are going to be out one of Man United or Everton are going to be out. You know, so we've got a real, real chance and I do not want us to pass this up and people are going to say, oh, you know, that's the game you need to make changes and bring in Vinicius and bring in Delhi. But when we've done that in the Europa League, unless we're playing absolute farmers at home, it has not worked. 
We tried it at Antwerp and we got our trousers pulled down. We drew three all at Lask, you know, and that was with a stronger team playing. So we need to, and Stoker are apparently banging form. They've got Michael O'Neill who's come in from Northern Ireland. He's doing a good job. And, um, you know, they've got this kid Tyrese Campbell up front who's scored a lot of goals. So it's not going to be a walkover at, at Stoke. We need to go full strength. And maybe that means starting Kane and Son and subbing them off when we've got a couple of goals. Fingers crossed that's what happens because we, we cannot risk this game. And But then it's like a hypocrite of myself. I'm saying the players are tired and they need a rest, but I'm not resting them in a Carabao Cup game against the championship team. So yeah, it's, a, it's a hard one. That's a good good point, John. Uh, coming back to some listeners' questions, at Ben88Spurs and at Free, they've said exactly that. Do we go full strength on Wednesday now versus Stoke? But, Jamie, like John said, going full strength on today's showing don't, may, may not be the answer in this alternative team that's a little bit fresher and maybe a little bit more wanting to, you know, nick one of those starting 11 places off the back of this current 11 now, they, they may be the way forward. Potentially. I mean, look, today, obviously, Kane, as I said, Kane and Son didn't really offer anything and I don't really blame them. They, uh, they've they obviously played a huge amount of football. But, you know, when those players, that were, as we said, who wanting to try and get into that first team, into the Premier League squads, you know, they've had their opportunities in the Europa League and how many times have we come away from an away match and kind of said, you know, they just didn't take their opportunity tonight. So, you know, do you trust those players to go and put in that performance, you know, off the back of some of the Europa League performances? No, I don't really. So, you know, I, I certainly think there's going to be need to be genuine quality in that team. Um, but this competition is going to be so important for us this year. I think it's a, it's a, as John said, it's a fantastic opportunity to get that first trophy. I think that that's such an important thing. As I said, um, you know, towards changing the mentality, I think it's getting that first trophy and we've got such a good opportunity in this competition to do that. So, um, and of course, you know, it's midway through the season. So winning that trophy, that would be a big confidence boost for everyone. So I think this competition is so important. And, um, you know, I think Jose Mourinho has got a very difficult decision to, to what he does. I, I, I don't want to see him rotate too much because I'm not sure I trust those players who he would bring in to, to kind of go and do the job. Lee, coming to you uh, at MJA Martin and going through my notes very quickly uh, at Spakeman and at Happy Feet 84 of all saying that this Lo Celso, Undembele and uh, the midfield just doesn't seem to be working right at the moment, just not chipping in with enough goals, no creativity today. So how do we change up I mean, we've all sort of identified at Wednesday now. Mm. Seems to be the new rock and roll because the league's possibly gone. Um, where do we go midfield on Wednesday night? Well, what a few days in football, eh? Uh, like, <laughs> literally, like five days ago, we're top of the league. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, we lost one game, best defence in the in the league. And you know, now we're talking about, you know, uh, just Carabao Cup stuff. I mean, look... I, 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 you can't ignore that either. You know, that triangle, the holy trinity of uh, Gio Lo Celso and uh, Ndombele and Hoiber in that holy trinity of midfield. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, both times he's played it, it's, 
it's been shocking. Let's be honest about it. It's not been very good at all, is it? Um, you know, we got daft over the uh, over the the head, didn't we? When it when he first uh, played it against, I think it was Lask, wasn't it? When we we drew three three, um, and then um, and then to, and then today, obviously. Um, look, I, I take John's point earlier, and it is it was a very good one. Uh, and Dumbele weren't right, and that's why he obviously come off at, at half time, and then obviously to get injured, Lacelso to pull hamstring. And by the way, he's pulled hamstring, right? So he ain't gonna be he ain't gonna be available uh, for the next at least what four weeks, depending on what's gonna be. Like. Like, but he's going to be out for about four weeks, isn't he? So he's 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 got Christmas off. So um, you know, I think that you know, from from that point of view, it's it's a difficult one. Sometimes you'll go back to what was working really well before. So Hoiberg, but again, he looked tired today because he's played every single game, even the Europa League games. He's been sticking him in and playing him. So um, I think that that creativity side of things. Is it comes from when we're at it. We can talk about, you know, Jose and part of the bus and all the type of football and style of football. Look, when well, that style of football is completely fine when, when you're winning football matches, but when you're losing football matches, it's, it becomes more difficult. Um, you know, that probably, that's easier said, uh, you know, that's, that's probably an easy thing to say because you, know, you can have 70% possession and f- lose football matches. You don't like it, right? But, but I think that we need to be able to adapt to the, to the teams that we're playing. And I think that's the issue, that creativity. You've got Gareth Bale. Why keep putting him out on the right? Just bring him as a number 10. Like, yeah. give him a free yeah. role. If you don't want him tracking back, give him a free role. Give him a free role like, you know, so, some of these other players uh, have got. You've got a bit... You, we're, before tonight, we had the, the best defence in the Premier League. Um, before before these two games, sorry. We had the best defence in the Premier League. So trust the defence. Like, to do the, the, the certain things that we got. We're still playing Sissoko and Hoiberg in there as two midfielders, and it's worked really well. I'm not criticising that, but surely that, that gives us our front four, whichever combination, the opportunity to go and attack. And, and you know, if, you, if you've got... Um, if you've got, you know, no, no service to them, then bring Kane back as a number 10 or put Gareth Bale in the hole and like get them, you know, just pulling defences around left, right and centre. The pace that we've got in behind is fantastic. Get them pulling them out left, pulling them out right, creating some spaces. You know, we've got the players to do it, in my opinion. Jamie, what, what do you think? I, I was just going to say as well, one of the points that you made, Lee, um, one thing that we've seemed to, we seem to really struggle or something that we've really succeeded against this season is when teams have come at us our style has really worked really well. We saw it against Arsenal. They came at us and we countered them really well. Against Man City, they came at us and we, we countered it well. Um, but when we've had teams where they're not coming at us, like Leicester today, I think at times, you know, they tried to play a similar game to us. We've struggled and then we don't try and change the, the, the game and we just continue to play the same way. And it's very difficult to sit here, as, as we keep saying, because Jose Mourinho is a guy who's won so many trophies um, he knows what he's doing, but it's something frustrating that he can't, that we doesn't seem to change when the game's not going right, when it's not going our way. And, and there is a clear need to kind of change the way that we are playing. And I think that's something that I really, really hope we address. Um, just coming up with that plan B, because uh, it's frustrating to watch at the moment. One other point I just want to make on, on Leicester is that today, actually, they were missing two of their best four defenders, which is pretty... Mm. Damning, you know, they're missing Ricardo Pereiro, an outstanding right back. I know Lee as many times wanted Tottenham to go after and sign him. And then the Turkish centre half, Son Yuchu, you know, they are two uh, very, very good uh, signings for Leicester and they were out today. And we didn't take advantage of it. We didn't trouble the back four. And I just find it very depressing. I mean, other than in the first half, there was one incident where Kane with his left foot played in Sun round the side and it was sort of a cross come shot. He was thinking of whether Endon Bele was going to be at the back stick to tap it in. Apart from that, we really didn't create too much just from open natural play and that was particularly disappointing and I think maybe you know 
maybe we need to, you know, as much as us being tired, maybe we need to credit Leicester a bit. They had Wilfred and Didi coming back today to protect the back four. He makes an astronomical difference for them. It's the equivalent of us playing without Hoybier. Um, So, you know, that they had some good fortune there of him coming back. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I just think that was a missed opportunity. And then just another point I want to pick up that Lee made about the team at Stoke. I think one player we can see coming in will be Joe Roden. I just think that the fact that he's already excelled at that level, uh, Mourinho will allow him a, an opportunity to play against the championship side. And that will allow one of our Devereld and Dyer a rest for the night. I'd probably imagine it will be our Devereld that gets the night off. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I'll make you right. Yeah, and as you say, he, he knows that level as well, doesn't he? So, you know, it's the sort of players that he's normally up or was normally up against. So, Lee, just coming uh, to you quickly before we wrap up, because this is like, it's, it's the nightmare before Christmas, isn't it? This is just, <laughs> what, what more can you say on it? But uh, at KR4M316, snappy handle, um, they said, have their tactics been found out? Because Kane and Son today got really, really boxed off. So our team's now working us out. And with this lack of plan B, we better get one quick. I, I think it's a really good point, mate. And and, and actually, it, it follows on from uh, um, uh, what John was talking about there as well. And, and also that kind of lack of creativity or is there. Um, you know, when, when, and Jamie made the point uh, earlier as well, when, when teams sit in against us, we find it a bit more difficult to break them down, which actually is ironic, isn't it? Because that's exactly what Jose's tactics are to everyone else. Go and sit in against Man City, condense a space, force them out wide so they can, they can uh, crosses and we deal with the crosses coming into the box, which we've been doing brilliantly. Exactly the same tactics against Arsenal, exactly the same tactics against Chelsea. And it worked for all of them teams. What it didn't work with Crystal Palace, we soaked up the pressure brilliantly against Liverpool, um, and then uh, and then, and then we, we sprang one of our counter attacks to, to to go one one, and in the second half we we started on the front foot, and we all know how that game went. Why didn't we st- Why didn't we do that against Leicester today? Why did we not? Now, we started off slow. We were laborious. The train was not moving. It hadn't even left the station. And this is my point: you got to start off fast. And I I know it feels like I'm probably a bit angry. I'm, I'm frustrated more than anything else, right? But for me, that's we couldn't do that today. And, and the reason why is because we were knackered. We were knackered up top mentally and physically from Wednesday. And that's where we've learned is that we couldn't go again. We, we couldn't do it. That, that's, you know, we, we don't need 15 new players and we don't need a new manager. We don't need, you know what I mean? You don't need all of that kind of you know, ridiculousness. What we need is a bit of balance to go right. And actually our plan B is change tactically or change some of the personnel around so that we can make sure that we can get the levels where we need to be in the Premier League. It is relentless. We all know it is relentless, the Premier League. So so for me, it is, you know, tactically mo- mo- manoeuvring people around. If if you know that Leicester are going to condense a space and, and not allow you to put uh, uh, play balls through the middle, where have you got to go? You've got to go wide, right? So how many crosses did we put in from the left? How many crosses did we put in from the right? Why didn't we play genuine wingers today? Proper, you know, we, you know, going down the right-hand side. Now, how many times does Lucas go down the left or the right, take on a man, drop a shoulder? Just doesn't do it. Where's Jack Clark? So that's, that's the off. You know, why, you know, regular. And how many crosses do you put in today? One. One decent cross that I remember. I might be wrong here, but one decent cross that you put in. And it weren't even that decent because no one was attacking it. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that, yeah, that's no, what's so frustrating. It. If you're gonna, there was no space in these intricate, different intricate passes. Gareth Bale comes on, 
And instead of getting the ball, putting a bit of afterburner on, doing overlaps or whatever, he just cuts inside. So there's no yeah. space cutting inside. Like, come on, guys. These are world-class players. Use your noddle. That's yeah, yeah. difficult, no, isn't it? No, no, spot on. Getting so emotional, Lee. Can't even get your, your words out. I know, mate. So, sorry. And sorry, listeners. I don't want to be a whinging moaner. You know what I'm normally like. But I just, you know, I'm I'm deflated a little bit today. And, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to look ahead. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, like I say, I'll, I'll be back to my normal self. But, you know, two defeats in the in space of four days is, is hard work, you know, but but the players have got to get themselves back off the floor, get off the canvas and go again. We work hard. We go again as a team, as a unit and cut out the silly. And that's what I was saying earlier about the silly mistakes. They're back because mentally we're fatigued. It's not that we're weak. It's just because that we're tired because I don't think we realize as more, you know, uh, mere mortals, how tough that Liverpool game was. I don't think we realise it. We could have rolled over to Liverpool, couldn't we? And got smashed like 5-0 and just not bothered. But but we didn't. We put everything into it. And I think it, it took a lot of our men- mentality away. Yeah, absolutely. Just before we go to our own half-time break, everybody's uh, gagging for half-time like we was today in the game to try and regroup and go again. I just want to touch on uh, Jose Mourinho's post-match comments. I'll, I'll throw this to you, Jamie. And I don't know, he looked like, if he was being genuine with what he said there, he watched a different game to me because he was calling us out as unlucky. And, you know, I actually think we were lucky not to get beat 3-0 by a ridiculous VAR decision yet again, which is which is never offside. It's ne- not in the spirit of football. That's never offside. So that's the VAR part done of it. That was a 3-0 loss today, all but, you know, a silly piece of technology that's nonsense. But he was talking about us being the better better team again. Now, I, I hope he's playing the media and just trying to deflect from his players and telling the players something different. But, you know, if he sees it that way, that's odd to yeah. me. Yeah, I, I don't think he, I think it is a case of he was playing the media. I don't think anyone can truly believe that we were the better team today. As, we, as we've discussed, you know, we were so poor today. Um, it was very, very difficult to watch. There was just a real lack of creativity in the game. You know, uh, Kane and Son were missing for so much. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was definitely a case of him playing the media. But um, yeah, obviously strange comments. We definitely weren't the better team today, for sure. John, for you, that that post-match uh, comments, do you not wish that sometimes he would just actually come out and go, no, not good enough, and I will address it. I'm the manager, I'm, I'm El Jefe, and I'm, I'm going to deal with this. Uh, I reckon he does do that in-house, but it's just his style to deflect the media attention away from the club. He will always, he's always done it, every club he's been at, you know, he'll come out and say his team were better, or, you know, he did it at Liverpool the other night, he told, went to Klopp's face and said we were the better team. Um, so, he will always project one thing one way. And we've seen from the Amazon documentary a little bit what he does the other way. He's not afraid to say to someone like Serge Aurier, for example, oh, I'm scared of you. You give away shit penalties, you know, or to Deli Ali, you didn't play well. You're trouble. You know, he's got no fear of, of fronting up people. So I'm not worried about what he says in the media and what actually happens in reality. I know that he's a, a tough guy and he will let people know how it is. Lee, uh, your take on those post-match comments. Do you think this was the time he actually should have really, yeah. really given it to him? Or is it is this another Mourinho masterstroke in the big scheme of things? I'm not sure about really giving it to them. Like like John said, I think he does that. He can do that in, in behind closed doors. But he just makes himself look a bit 
weird. Like, there's another talking point, and I think that's why people don't like Joe says because oh, it's all about him. But but actually, he's probably doing it to deflect, which is what you just said. So so maybe it is a masterstroke from him. What I would say is sometimes you just got to come out and tell it how it is. We were bloody awful today, and we go again on Wednesday. So come on, you Spurs. That's that's what he's got to come out and say, right? He's got to come and come out and say we're rubbish today. We're dressing it, and uh, we're going to be better next time we play. Yeah, absolutely spot on. So, listen, we're going to take a little half-time break. Once again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your comments and all your questions. As I said, there was literally hundreds. We try to get through as many of those as possible and name-check you. So, anytime we do ask, keep getting those questions in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's very kind of you. Right, as I said, we're going to take a break. Uh, be back in the second half. Going to have a little look at a poll that put out today and uh, pick the bones out of that. And then, of course, look forward. Uh, <laughs> he says, look forward. <laughs> we'll look at, I don't know about look forward at the moment. We're a bit eggshells, aren't we, Spurs fans? We'll have a look at Wednesday night's now huge game, and they all against Stoke in the League Cup. Don't go anywhere. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey and we're back thanks for joining us again on last word on spurs uh let's uh let's put that to bed now that's uh it's it's done get it over and done with no hangover not like the liverpool game we just we move on so um earlier on put a poll out just asking what Spurs fans' expectations for the season are. A little bit of a Christmas barometer, if you like. few games in now, not halfway yet, but but getting there uh, just to see what Spurs fans would think would be acceptable or be perceived as progress this season. Offered up four options. One was just uh, the top four. Uh, one was just a cup. One was top four and the cup, and the last option was winning winning the league. So uh, something I monitored all day long, and there was six and a half thousand votes on this. Nowhere near uh, one of our own Jason McGovern's vote, who got thirteen thousand, and nowhere near Mr McQueen's eight and a half thousand. But you know, six. Uh, you know, I try. I, 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 yeah, one day I may get into uh, into the ten k's. Uh, up near up digits, near mate. It's good digits, though, isn't it? It shows that it shows that there's a wide range of people taking the poll. Right? So it's really good results. Yeah, yeah. It's six and a half thousand. So a, a, a fair dip of the toe in the water. So the the also runs uh, was on the six and seven percent. And to be fair, the top uh, winning the whole lot stayed at around 6% all day, even before today's results. So that, that was well out. So that's not an expectation. Top four only uh, was around 6 or 7%. Uh, a cup only, sorry, was one of the other options, around 6 or 7%. 
but around 77% was top four and a cup win. So that seems to be where everybody would be seeing some some progress this evening. So, uh, or this season, sorry. So, Jamie, I'll come to you first. Uh, do you agree with that poll or are you somewhere else in now? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think top four is something that's really crucial. And I think we've got to remember as well where we were last season. You know, Jose Mourinho took us over in such a state. And the fact that we're sat here and we're disappointed that maybe we're not going to win the league title, you know, what, a year or so after we had that disaster of season last year. I think, it, you know, you've got to give him some sort of credit, at least, even if you don't like him of how far we've come. You know, we're, we're expecting to go and win the league. Well, I don't think anyone was expecting to win. That's the wrong word. But, you know, there was kind of that hope that we might win the league title. Um, so it showed, goes to show how far we have come. But I think top four is something that is really crucial for Spurs. I think even just getting that top four, I think that does, again, it's another sign of how far we've come even in, in a short space of time. So that's something that I definitely want to see. But as I said, that trophy is something that's going to be so important for, that, uh, for us this year. Because that's, that's the one thing that we brought Jose Mourinho to this football club to do. It's to kind of change that mentality, to kind of f deliver that trophy. Because there is so much, there's all the infrastructure now at this club for this, for this club to really explode. And um, I think the one thing that's missing is that, that, that first trophy. Um, I think under Maurizio Pochettino, I think that's a step that we kind of um, skipped and we kept on a skip. You know, then you look at the times uh, that we threw away games in the League Cup, the FA Cup. Too many times we did that and we need to get that trophy. We want that experience of getting over the line. Um, so that's why I think uh, a trophy is really, really important this year. Yeah, that's a good, good points. Another little point I'd like to make after today's loss. I did get a few tweets because when I was guesting on here and said, absolutely, we can win the league. Absolutely, you can. And I don't think it's wrong to actually dare to dream to win it and be be positive Spot expecting on. to win it and dreaming of winning it are two different. very different things and i don't maybe people didn't quite get that but uh hey ho it's no spot on and you know what crackers just, just on that just on that as well don't let other people like dampen down your dreams or, or, no. or you know whatever it is like i don't care if i'm wrong i've been wrong many times and i'll be wrong many many more uh for for weeks and weeks to come but the point being is that you know the optimism is there because you want it to happen. And the more that you believe, the more that things Correct. will start to happen. It's like, and that's the way life is. You, you, you attract good things. If you think about good things, you think about bad things, you attract bad things. It is, that is way life is. That is, you know, when people say that's life, that is it right there in them to, in that, in that statement. So the reality is, is that, you know, if you continue to think negative thoughts or bad things, they will happen. And it's the same with our club. And I know people are still on the floor. Oh, yeah, but we've just lost. And I was thinking positive. But but the point being is there's a lot of people out there, so-called fans, or, you know, maybe it's on just social media or whatever, are, are ready to call you out. Oh, you said we win the league. Look at us now. What? What, are you, what is so what? Okay. So I'm not, I, you know, I haven't got my crystal ball out. I just want to win the league. And I think that we can. And we've got the squad to do it. I don't think anybody would argue with that, would they, Crackers? And I think, I just think people calling you out or whatever on, on, you know, your dreams and be, be positive about stuff. You know, yes, we can analyze and we can be negative about certain things, but then you, you flip back and you say, right, where can we go now? What can we do now? Because I tell you now, I guarantee this for, for sure. If you're constantly negative, only negative things will happen to you. Only negative things will happen yeah. to you. It is a fact of life because that is life. Exactly. Exactly that. Well, well said. John, coming to you, 
And with that 77% of people voting for top four and a cup, uh, I'll, I'll word this carefully. Do you hope that can happen? Uh, I'm sure you do. Can it happen? Is there is there a chance of doing both of those things? A cold, hard reality fact of it happening? Yeah, absolutely. Today's result doesn't change my opinion that we're the second best team in the Premier League. Um, you know, we've already played Chelsea twice, knocked them out of the cup, got the nil-nil at the bridge that we needed. We've already beaten Manchester City, pummeled United 6-1 at Old Trafford, pummeled Southampton 5-2. So that result today in our recent blip of form doesn't change my opinion that we're the second best team in the league. So I'm very confident we'll finish in the top four. And for me personally, the Carabao Cup is a phenomenal opportunity to get some silverware over the line in February. And then we've got the business end of the season to come. And also I'm looking at the Europa League and I've got my hotel booked in Gdansk. I'm very confident with Jose in charge that maybe we can do something. The draw for that was also like the Carabao Cup. I felt like I did the draw myself. A lot of the big clubs are playing each other. We got Wolfsburger. Um, we'll see how that takes us. You know, then we're in the last 16 if we can beat them. So doors are opening up for us. We've got a bit of luck on our side with some of these draws. I think a cup is, uh, we've got an excellent chance. As long as we, you know, we don't have Michelle Vaughan to throw the ball in the net this time. So uh, that's one option gone. Um, but yeah, no, generally I'm, I'm very confident that we all finish top four and I'm praying that we get the Carabao Cup because I just think if we get that over the line, I'm not interested in people thinking it's a Mickey Mouse Cup. But Man City don't think it's a Mickey Mouse Cup, you know, and they win it every year. Um, so why should we? Let's go on. Let's get that trophy. And if we did get top four in a cup, it'd be our most successful season for about 30 years, which would be my entire lifetime. So let's go and do that. Excellent point. Just one quick question. Uh, obviously, you know, most of us would be uh, getting down on the, the Gdansk dance floor, of course, the, the Gdansk floor. Um, but uh, I just wanted to ask, is, uh, is that Wolfsburg? Did you get a brioche bun with that or was that a seeded bun? She oh, did make mustard. Like the mood, man. We've had a proper pop at the Spurs. I'm, I'm, I'm loving a bit of Wolfsburg. I'll be honest with you. I've never tasted one, but I cannot wait to eat a couple of big chunks of Wolfsburger in a brioche bun. Oh, you'd want a couple of Rene after that, wouldn't you? That'll lay oh, it's going to stick in it. <laughs> Lee, just finally on that poll, if we can do this top four and a cup, where do you think FA Cup? Europe, Europa or the League Cup? I thought, I thought, it, was a I thought it was a brilliant poll, uh, Crackers, for, for sticking it out there. And I did vote uh, also option three. So top four and a cut, I think, as Jamie said, well, and, and John said as well, I think Cup's massively important to this football club. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you Arsenal. And here we are. They won the FA, the FA Cup holders right now. They're 15th in the Premier League. So winning a, an FA Cup or winning a Carabao Cup don't mean anything in terms of you're going to keep all your best players and you're going to go on, blah, blah, blah. But what it means to Tottenham is something completely different to what it means to Arsenal because we haven't won a cup for so long. And regardless of how stupid that sounds, if our opposition fans start listening to the show, but that's the reality of where we are. We all know, all the listeners know that we haven't won nothing for, for, for way too long. So, so it's really important to get one over the line. I completely agree with that. And, and 100%, uh, I still think Jose would do it. Uh, I actually wanted to have option five, which was uh, top four and two cups, because that's where my glass is half full. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm absolute, I still think that uh, Liverpool have shown us this week that they are the team to beat. There's no doubt about it. They've stepped up. They've put put us to the sword. They put Palace to the sword, whatever it might be. And, you know, they're, they're there or thereabouts. But I think that we can 
not definitely get top four. I, I think we can finish runners up or, or top three place uh, for, 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 for sure. And look, I know earlier I said that the, the title's out because you look at Liverpool six points ahead um, and that's going to be a tough gap to, uh, to, to close. But look, who knows? Let, let's go on another run. The Carabao Cup is massive. It's a huge, hugely important. Um, and, uh, and, and I do think the, the, the Europa League is, is, is also there. Like John made the point. Um, now all, and, and I think Chris Callan did it on the last show. Like all of these different teams. I, I know. I think I'll get it right in a minute. I think it was you crackers that said about all these different teams are top their leagues, top their leagues, top their leagues, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and we, we've avoided them in them draws. So I think that, you know, we, we've got a good chance. There's a lot of football to go. And, and I go back to what I did, to be fair to me, post on the WhatsApp group about four hours ago when we, when we did lose. I did actually say something on the lines of, if this is our blip, then brilliant. We've got away with it because we're still totally in the mix here, uh, in, in and around, you know, in that, in that top four, top, top two, top three, whatever, um, if this is our blip. But, but coming back to attitude and mentality in the players, it has to be the end of our blip. We, there's, there, there's no more blip. You know, we've got to beat Stoke on Wednesday and then we've got to go away to Wolves and have a really strong performance there coming back to John's point earlier about um, you know do we rotate do we play our strongest side so difficult and that's why Jose gets paid what 20 million a year whatever the, whatever the hell he's on Jamie just to uh, wrap this up and uh, and Lee I'm going to say thank you so much for joining us because you have a uh, other commitment so I'm sure that Jamie I and John can uh, deal with the uh, little bit of predictions for the Stoke game. So, uh, as ever, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much. A bit Thanks, of positivity crackers. when there was none there to be had. Super stuff. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, J- uh, Jamie, coming to you. And um, top four and, and a cup. But listen, I'm going to give you the impossible, the absolutely impossible choice here top four or cup <laughs> where where do you go if you have you, you if you get the cup you don't get the top four if you get the top four you don't get the cup try try and pick that one out yeah that that's a really difficult question now I think under Pochettino I definitely had always had that uh getting into the top four was the priority I think in order for the club to develop and kind of get to the stages that we wanted to be at we needed to be finishing the top four so that we could attract the best players um, and yeah, I, th- I just think we needed the top four. We needed to offer Champions League football if we wanted to kind of go and keep improving the team. But I think at the moment for Spurs, I think that that trophy is something that's going to be really important uh, to, to get this year. As I said, for that mentality to, to get that first trophy. But equally, I think if you weren't to get top four this year with this squad, that would be a, considered a really big disappointment. So um it's very difficult. I think if Spurs weren't to get the top four, that would be a very, very disappointing season. So on that basis, you'd probably say we'd have to finish in the top four. Um, but I also think get that trophy is just so important for changing that mentality. Um, and and I, I'm not, as I said, it might not necessarily massively change it, but just getting that first one is going to be so crucial. But I, I'd, I'd probably have to say top four because you feel as though that has to be the priority this season in terms of that would be a very disappointing season if we didn't. I uh, see. I think you've missed a little trick there, Jamie. Why not win the Europa League and then you get the Champions League anyway, don't you? Yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I'm not smart enough to think like that, am I? <laughs> 
<laughs> I fear for thinking down there for dancing. <laughs> so, yeah, so if we could have any cup, I think the Europa might be the one to go with. So, uh, all right, listen, we're going to take another break to hear from some Stoke fans who must be licking their lips after watching us today. Hopefully they, they end up licking their wounds. But uh, as I say, yeah, we're going to listen uh, listen to some previews now from uh, Stoke fans. So don't go anywhere and we'll be back just to uh, put a little cap on the show and our thoughts on what awaits us on Wednesday night. Don't go anywhere. Jose, unlucky. Uh, seems like one of those days today. A bit of unlucky, but a bit of our own responsibility. I would, I would say, I would say that uh, we didn't start well at all. Uh, there were empty spots uh, on the pitch where uh, the attitude, the pressing, the intensity was not there, and the team was suffering that. We managed to hide these empty spots and to improve a lot. We improve a lot from the first 15-20 minutes to, to the second 15-20 minutes. And this is when we are uh, creating chances and we have our chances to score that they have the, they have the penalty. And, uh, and from them, the game, of course, is different. In spite of that, in the second half, we, we were trying and we were dominating. We didn't have any problems uh, behind. Uh, on goal, 2-0. The game was not that. The reaction was, was positive again. We had a big chance of Sonny, Dutch Michael makes a brilliant save, so we couldn't even reduce to 2-1 and to keep the game alive. It's just all the little things that build up into like the own goal, and then, of course, you bring Gareth on, but then you lose Gio, and then I guess when, when, when Schmeichel makes that save from Sonny at 2-0, you just think... It yeah, was, it was, was quite complicated. Uh, the decision to, to take... Uh, uh, Tangi at, at half time, I think, was an obvious uh, decision. Uh, but then we need Gio in that position there to, to give dynamic to the game of, uh, of the team, and we lose, uh, we lose Gio. Um, of course, later I felt that, and in spite of playing somebody else, I, I decided to go with, with Wings because he's not an attacking midfield player, but he's some guy that, that can move the ball better than we were doing, and the team improved. Well, we go from here to Stoke in a very important game on Wednesday night, Jose, don't we? I mean, they're in a little bit of form, so tough on that one. Of course it is. Uh, when I look to these championship clubs uh, that have been previously in, in the Premier League, I, I look at them as Premier League teams. It's the nature, is the culture, is is the DNA. It's a, it's a big game for them and uh, it's a big game for us, you are right. Well, we've reacted to anything that's gone against us this season. We've reacted, haven't we? So I guess we try and do it again. No, we have. Uh, we have to go. As as you you were saying, is an important is an important game. Not because we lost the last two, but because it's a, an opportunity to to jump to a, to a cup semi final, which we shouldn't waste. Hi, this is Tony and Tom from the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Um, looking forward to Wednesday's game. I think we're both a bit excited to be playing Amazon Prime TV's Tottenham Hotspur in the League Cup. Um, we haven't been playing brilliantly, but we're having a pretty okay season and we've had obviously a good run up to this point in the cup. Uh, the main difference now, I think, from when we knocked Villa and Wolves out in previous rounds was that the early rounds seem to come through roughly every three days. So 
we were playing effectively a youthful second string in the cup and then several of those players have integrated nicely into the first team once we moved on to the non-stop league fixtures. Uh, the other thing that's changed since then is that we've had near enough the whole squad out injured. Um, I think we're down to nine first stringers out at the minute. That was as high as 12 a week ago. Um, chief amongst them being Tyrese Campbell, who I think it's fair to say is our best player. Uh, but the majority of our first 11 at the minute have got shirt numbers starting with 30. Um, so we're, we're also missing our two first-choice keepers and then the two senior keepers that we brought in as emergency cover options have also got injured. And then one of our two fit youth keepers who has been playing is cop-tied from when he was on loan early in the season. So there's a fair likelihood we'll have a literal child making a first-team debuting goal against you lot. Um, but we're also missing Joe Allen, Sam Klukas, Lee Gregory, John Obi Mikel, uh, off the top of my head. Uh, Steve Fletcher and Nick Powell both looked like they had knocks when they went off this weekend. Um, Tom, have I missed anyone important out there? Um, uh, and Yeah, no, you haven't. Obviously, Tyrese Campbell. I think if Tyrese Campbell is fit we would all be looking at this game a little bit differently. Not not expecting anything other than a Stoke loss, but maybe it would be a respectable Stoke loss with Tyrese Campbell. <laughs> yeah. uh, who, who do you expect to line up then on Wednesday? I mean, in goal, it's, 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 going to be, it's going to be our Cameroonian international uh, goalkeeper who we've none of us have ever seen play before. Because, like you said, Bursic, who's been playing really well, a young goalkeeper, uh, he's cut tied because he played for Doncaster in the very, very early stages of the, the, the round that were in the halcyon days of the summer where there was no, like, tears or anything. <sighs> um, yeah, and then it's going to be lots of defenders because that, that is something we definitely have fit. We definitely have lots of fit centre-backs. Um, so... It will definitely be three centre-backs. They may not play as a back three. We might be playing Nathan Collins at right-back. Um, Shawcross is fit, so maybe he will get a start for the first time this season, but probably not. Um, Harry Souter, I guess, and probably Chester. I can't see him changing that. I think he might give Fox a rest um, and maybe play McLean as a wing-back or something. It's hard to know what formation we're going to play because we started the season in a... 3-5-2 that became a 3-4-3 in the cup matches and stayed around for a bit and then we went to a 4-2-3-1 now Campbell's injured we've gone to a four to sort of a more orthodox flat 4-3-3 um I genuinely yeah we will have some players playing you'll probably have heard of them they've all done various stints <laughs> uh in 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 decent sides the ones to watch out for are the ones who haven't done decent stints. We have a bunch of very good young players coming through at the minute who um, are... We haven't done lots of signings since we first came down and spent a load of money on terrible footballers. Um, but the new players in our team this season are the youngsters like Nathan Collins, Harry Souter, Josh Tymon, um, formerly Tyrese Campbell. Might even see Tasha Oakley Booth, who obviously used to play for Tottenham. Um, he, out of all of the young players, is probably the one who's had the least first-team chances this season and hasn't really had a crack at staying in his team. And that's... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and then it would be like Fletcher, Jacob Brown maybe, James McLean, 
Probably. Fletcher if he's fit. Yeah. Or it might be Brown up front with just running around a lot. But there will be lots of defensiveness. Hopefully. I think that's probably our, our best chance. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm I'm probably most excited to play a match where the ref has just half an idea how football works, which will probably sound weird to Spurs fans who've been battling VAR all season. But the standard of refereeing in the championship has to be seen to be believed, really. It is in, indescribably bad. I hope there um, isn't VAR in this game. That would be awful. Yeah, should we have checked that before we started. Ever. No, I've, I keep thinking we're going to in cup games, and then it, it just hasn't happened, does it? But no. I mean, I've experienced it at international level a tiny bit, but that was when Scotland won that shootout, so I'm pretty okay with it. Um, okay, so do we dare to do predictions for this? I reckon I'll get lots of fantasy points. <laughs> if if only, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a really optimistic one nil Tottenham win which won't be the most exciting game in the world. If Stoke are going to get anything from this game, it will be because Spurs aren't playing uh, Messrs Kane and Son. Or any other players we've heard of, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably a bit late in the competition for that, but fingers crossed. I think I think, I think, think we're going to lose every game, so my opinion doesn't really matter. Um, but I guess I'm probably more likely to be right in this case than most. But also... I did go to school in Hertfordshire and all my schoolmates are Spurs fans so I'd really really like us to win this um, it's it's going to come down to how many of our younger players see it as like the biggest game of their career so far and step up and give inspired performances particularly in goal potentially um, I think I'll go mega positive and say a really grim nil-nil followed by a 25 minute penalty shootout that goes around both teams at least twice and then we nab it due to a horrible refereeing error or something um, anything further to add? Is is this a good time to laugh at Arsenal in front of an appreciative audience? Yeah, definitely. Would pass on at this at this merry time of year. Um, our <laughs> condolences and 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 express really sympathy for ourselves that we won't get the chance to play Arsenal next year if we end up getting promoted. It will be a shame. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, well. I guess then thank you very much for having us and good luck for the rest of the season unless you get us in the other cop again. Yeah, about that. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey up Spurs fans, my name's Ben. I'm from Stoke City Podcast, The YYY Files, and I'm here to preview uh, our game in the Carabao Cup quarterfinal, which we as Stoke City fans are very, very excited about. It's been a long time since we made it past the third round of the cup. Um, and this is our longest run that we've been on since we reached the semi-final of this competition back in 2016-17, I think, something like that. Yeah, we've not been doing very well in the Cup for a very, very long time, so it's nice that we've reached uh, the quarterfinal of this competition and that we're playing a massive team such as yourselves who are obviously doing very well in the Premier League as well. Um, but we're having a good season ourselves. You know, We have struggled typically since we've been relegated from the Premier League uh, about two, three years ago now. And our championship seasons of previous have been very poor. We've nearly got relegated last season, in fact. But since Michael O'Neill has come in, he's been an excellent manager for Stoke City. He's, he's took us back to basics. Uh, it sounds simple, but playing players in the right position and 
just giving the players the confidence that they are good players, especially at the level that we're at, and we can go out and win games and we're doing so. Uh, we are pushing for the playoffs, maybe even automatic promotion if we're lucky. But to be honest, I think a lot of Stoke fans would take a season of consolidation and growth, considering that our team is actually very young. Uh, we're playing the likes of Harry Souter, who's 22. We're playing the likes of Nathan Collins, who I think is 19. Joe Bursick and goal, who's 20. Tyrese Campbell, unfortunately, has just been injured. He's 20. Josh Tymon, 20. Uh, Tash Noklibu, who I believe is 20. Uh, Jordan Thompson, 22. We're playing a lot of young players, but we've got some older heads in there as well. James Chester, for example, is a good one. Nick Powell's an experienced player. Uh, James McLean, Tom Ince, we've got Stephen Fletcher's been a fantastic signing. John Oban McCall. Uh, lots of it's a really nice blend of youth and experience and I think that's why we're doing so well this season in terms of how I think we'll line up for you now we've got a bit of a goalkeeping crisis I don't know whether you're aware so we obviously let Jack Butlin go in the summer to Crystal Palace that left us with Adam Davis in goal who started the season incredibly well really really good Uh, he then got injured he had a knee injury so we brought in Angus Gunn on loan and Again, very, very good goalkeeper. Unfortunately, he got his knee injured. So then we decided, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to sign Nicky Mayampa, who I think was at Bristol City. Uh, 33-year-old, we brought him on a short-term contract. He is now injured and we can't play him either. Uh, we've been playing Joe Bursic, who is the England under-20 international. Um, very, very good goalkeeper, has been playing so well for us has kept six clean sheets in his last seven games in the championship unfortunately he's cup tied for this competition um it's lucky then perhaps that we brought in Andy Lonergan um who used to play for Liverpool I believe uh unfortunately he's got the flu so we won't be playing him either uh, so it's looking like maybe he recovers in time for Wednesday night hopefully he does um if not we'll be playing I believe he's 19 Blondie Nanuku I think his name is very young goalkeeper who currently plays for our under 23s um they're going to be without a goalkeeper themselves because Nathan Broom, I think, is a young goalkeeper who plays for us and he's injured too. So we're nicking our under-23s goalkeeper and we're leaving them basically keeperless. Um, It's a really interesting dynamic we've got at Stoke. Um, But apart from that, we are looking quite bad on the injury front. We've got people like Joe Allen out, Sam Klukas out, uh, a a number of high-profile players. Johnny McCall's only just coming back. Stephen Fletcher's only just come back. Ryan Shawcross only just come back from a very, very long time out. Danny Bart's out. Um, But we've got a good squad, and I expect us to line up something... Well, we've been lining up something like this. Whether we make changes, I'm not sure. We've been playing with Nathan Collins at right-back, Harry Souter at centre-back, James Chester at centre-back, Morgan Fox at left-back, and then we've got the likes of Johnny McCall, I expect, to make his comeback in the Cup. Uh, We've been playing Jordan Cousins and Josh Tymon in midfield, Nick Powell uh, at the top of the centre-attack in midfield, Comments as well. We've been playing on the right wing. Uh, James McLean or Jacob Brown on the left with Stephen Fletcher up front. Uh, but we've got like Sam Vokes and Lee Gregory in the team as well. Like I say, Tyrese Campbell's injured, so we won't be playing him. Um, but yeah, it, I, I'm not sure what team we're going to get. Um, I hope we do well. I know that you guys are doing incredibly well. I'm very scared of a lot of your players. And even if you play your second string, I think we're really going to struggle to get a foothold in the game. But like I say, Stoke have been keeping clean sheets a lot this season. I think we've kept the most in English football this season. And 
that's really exciting, particularly because we've been doing pretty well against Mourinho in the last few seasons. So even though we've fallen foul to you a few times in the last few years, maybe we can do one over Mourinho. And we know full well that we're coming up a very, we're coming up against a very very strong opponent. Um, we, I anyway, have the belief that we could, you know, progress to the semi final if we, you know, keep it tight and nick a goal. And judging off what I've seen this season, I really believe we can. Um, anyway, that's it from me. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to, for having me on. A very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, I don't wish you the best of luck in the cup, but I do wish you the best of luck for your Premier League season. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for those previews of the Stoke game. Now, the old saying, almost a meme, as you uh, as you kids call it, is can he do it on a cold, wet Wednesday night in Stoke? And uh, off the back of today's performance... Could you think of anywhere you wouldn't fancy sending us now and guess where we are going? A cold, wet Wednesday night in Stoke. So it's it's literally into the lion's mouth because, uh, as I say, this is this is the old adage. This is the one that say you don't you don't want to go. And this is exactly where we're going. So, John, I'll start with you. Uh, we've touched a little bit on the team that we play on Wednesday and surely, surely, surely there can't be any talk of low block, mid block, any block. We've, we've got enough in that squad to go there and just play some expansive football and get a result, surely. Yeah, you'd hope so. You know, our record at Stoke is actually phenomenal compared to a lot of other clubs. We've gone there, I think, twice in a calendar year and stuck four past them both times. Uh, it was the scene of one of Gareth Bale's best Tottenham goals, actually, that big volley in August in the light blue kit um, about 10 years ago. So hopefully he's got good memories for Gareth and he can come in and start that game and do very well. I'm looking at Joe Roden to come in, Vinicius to come in, Harry Winks, Deli Alley. You know, these are all players that should be able to go to Stoke and absolutely dominate a football match. Um, so, yeah, we'll, let, we'll make some changes, but I'm very confident we can go there, attack Stoke and progress to the last four because it's somewhere we really need to get to. Jamie, coming to you, how, how do you set up in this game then? And uh, your, your team for, for Wednesday night? Charlie, as I said to John, we've got to go. We've got to go for him. We've got to go balls out. I, I, I always I always back the manager's tactics, but I, I don't want to see us playing with a low block against Stoke. I think they're a side that we have to go and beat. Um, I think they, they did win this weekend, but they haven't won in their last two or three. Uh, they're currently seventh in the championship. So look, they're a side that... It's uh, although it, you know, there is that thing as you said about it being a, a horrible place to go. You know, I, I, I think we've got to go there and really show our quality. I don't really want to use any excuses that this is going to be a difficult game. I think we've got to go and really take it to them. We are the Premier League side. We are the team with you know the likes of Kane, the real quality players. So we've got to go and make sure that we use that quality. I don't want to see us sitting deep and, and trying to defend a one 0 lead or or just sitting deep throughout the whole game, I think we've really got to go and take it to them. So uh, for me, there's kind of no excuses to to kind of play that low block. I want to see us really go for it. Um, and as I said, I, I don't think, I don't want to see too many changes to the team because I really think we're going to need our best players for, for that sort of fixture. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you play this, the team that played today almost and tell them to go out there and, and do the business. And it might just help restore a little bit of confidence 
with this 11 as well, mightn't it? So, uh, but just one point on Stoke. I've actually been now for a charity football game. We played at their stadium and it's not a horrible place to go. It's actually a really lovely town and really lovely people at the club, but still want to beat you Wednesday night. So I'll get some little score predictions just before we wrap up this show. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to back us to really, really bounce back. And I'm going 3-0 to Tottenham. John, for you? Um, I'm going to go 3-1 Tottenham. I just feel like as they're at home, they'll throw everything at us. Them not having the crowd there is massive for us in this sort of game, you know, where they've been in the lower leagues for a while. They would have all been up for it, you know. So them not being there will be a positive for us. But I'm going to go 3-1 Tottenham. And I believe we will make a couple of changes like Joe Roden coming in and possibly Joe Hart as well. Jamie, finally from you, just to wrap this up. Come on, we can do it, can't we? Yeah, I, I really think we should demonstrate our quality. And again, it's, it's, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a team that's really going to come at us. And as, we, as I said earlier on the show, we've obviously struggled when we've played a low block against the sides that haven't come at us. So all about going attacking. And I agree with you, actually, Richard. I was, I was going to say the same. So 3-0 to Spurs. Um, you know, maybe we might look stupid, but we've got to got to go and get the job done on on on, the, on Wednesday. Bold, bold predictions. The bounce back, the comebacks on. Let's just hope. Uh, listen, we'll be back on Wednesday night to uh, have a look at that game. Uh, hopefully, in a bit more of a positive frame of mind and a positive mood after a nice win and progressing through towards another. Big shiny trophy, as our friend Chris Carlin would say. Um, we're also here all over Christmas as well for the Wolves game and all the games over Christmas that we've got coming up. So, uh, listen, we all know that it's crazy times at the moment, but we're here to listen, like, to you to listen into. And, um, yeah, just keep safe, keep well, everybody, because there's bigger things going on at football at the moment, believe it or not. So just, uh, you know, keep your people around you, keep your friends around you, try and keep a little bit of spirit with Spurs. And uh, I know it's hard. They could make things easier for us at the moment, couldn't they, in a crazy world? But uh, there you go. So listen, we're back on Wednesday night. Thank you once again. I know I've said it a million times this show for all your points, all your questions. We really, really do appreciate them. Jamie, thank you so much. Brilliant as ever. Uh, Makes sense of a, a, of a rubbish day. Yeah, a really, really difficult result to take and a, a very disappointing performance. But look, it's obviously a massive game now. I don't want to see any kind of um, hangovers again on, on Wednesday and hopefully we can get a big performance from, from the players. But yeah, I think it was, you know, it was nice to kind of talk about it and I, I do feel a bit better now having done that. Excellent stuff. John, as ever, thank you so much for all your input again on this show. Yeah, absolute ever. pleasure, Rich. Good talking to you boys and, and Lee as well. And uh, yeah, I've already forgotten about today. Let's just roll on to Wednesday. Huge opportunity for Tottenham. The year ends in one. Let's get that trophy in the bag. Excellent stuff. And of course, thank you to Mr McQueen who had to leave us for uh, another commitment. Well, we know he's not gone down the pub or to a restaurant. That's one thing for sure. So, uh, but thank you to uh, Lee as ever. And thank you to all of you once again for listening in, downloading and all your feedback. And as ever, uh, we always say, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.